With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Welcome to the program. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Serena Williams says she will retire from tennis after this year's U.S. Open, which begins later on this month. She has said that she would like to have another baby, and you can't be pregnant and be an athlete at this age. You're either two feet into tennis or two feet out. So one of the headlines here, Kevin Durant has finally made it public through sources at, uh, he wants out of Brooklyn. He doesn't want to play for Steve Nash or the GM, Sean Marks. I'm guessing Kevin Durant is happy that this got out. I'm guessing somebody from Kevin Durant's camp is the one who leaked this out. Like, let's just put it out there. Everybody knows. And now you can proceed with trying to trade me here. I, it, it's not that the Nets didn't make mistakes here. But Kevin Durant has to understand they made mistakes. They were trying to do what he wanted them to do. What they, James Harden. Hey, you got James Harden. Wait, James Harden is out of shape. He's not explosive. Can we get rid of James? All right, we'll get rid of James Harden. Uh, I'd like to have Steve Nash. All right, we'll hire Steve Nash. Doesn't have any experience, but yeah, we'll bring him in. I think where it started to turn is maybe with Kyrie. And I thought Kevin Durant, when he said that he wanted out, was kind of forcing the Nets' hand of, give Kyrie a long-term contract extension. I'm here for four more years. How about we bring Kyrie back? And the Nets, probably the ownership, Joe Sy said, no, no. You know, if we can get something for him, maybe a couple of first-round picks, then we're going to get rid of him. And maybe KD thought, well, I kind of came in here to play with Kyrie, I did want Steve Nash. I realized Steve Nash is not ready to be a big-time NBA coach, and it feels like everything falls on my shoulders, which it did during the playoffs. I mean, the Celtics wanted to play the Nets. When you think about it, you're like, no, no, we want to play against Kevin Durant. I mean, that says an awful lot about what you think about the Nets at that time. Boston wasn't afraid of the Nets. And Chris Mannix pointed this out in April. They thought that with their defense, Brooklyn would not devise anything that would, you know, would be give them the advantage against Boston's defense. But the owner is doing what he needs to do. You stick with your GM and you stick with your coach. I mean, it's one thing to say, all right, we're going to fire a coach. Firing a general manager who is doing what you asked him to do if you're Kevin Durant, but now you have the Celtics and the Miami. It feels like he's destined to go to the Boston Celtics. Uh, Ime Udoka, who is the Boston coach, who was an assistant coach with the Nets for one year, it feels like Kevin Durant 
has a relationship with him. He probably had a relationship with Steve Nash, too. But he would go to Boston. Jalen Brown's expendable. I don't think Jalen Brown is going to re-sign with Boston. He feels like they know that. Two years left on his contract, I believe. You want to keep Jason Tatum. You want to try to keep as many players as you can who helped you get to you know, the NBA Finals here. But it feels like Kevin Durant would end up in Boston. And I still feel you're going to have Kyrie end up with the Lakers. Still feels that way. But I, at least Kevin Durant or somebody in his camp or somebody in the Nets camp has finally said what I've been asking for, what, six weeks. Why do you want out? Now we know he doesn't want to play for that coach. Chris Mannix will join us in an hour from now. And Mannix is the first to say this. He said it publicly that Steve Nash was getting out coached. And maybe that's what, you know, Kevin Durant is saying, look, I, I don't want to, Kyrie's not going to be here. I don't want to be with Steve as my head coach. Because now what would happen? If you don't trade him, can you imagine that? How awkward would that be? I mean, it was awkward with Russell Westbrook and Frank Vogel. Because Russ didn't want to play for Frank Vogel. He would, like, leave games. Walk off the bench. He'd be so upset. This? It's a rough situation there. And I can't imagine that you would have Kevin Durant coming back if you're Steve Nash, what do you do today? Do an interview? Do you call Kevin Durant? Do you say to management, let's trade him? Yeah, see. That would sort of assume that Steve Nash didn't already know this was an issue, though. I mean, you have to you have to imagine at some point over the last however many months, Steve Nash has gotten kind of tipped off that, hey, maybe things aren't going exactly right. Right? Yeah. I would I would think so, but then I try not to assume, certainly when it comes to the Nets, where you would assume that, and then you go, oh, no, that's not the case. feels like it's going to be Ben Simmons opening night and no KD and no Kyrie. Let's go. Yeah. Let's ride. (laughs) Hey, Brooklyn. Yeah. Let's ride. Yeah. Hey, Brooklyn, let's pass. Uh, the SEC commissioner, <laughs> Greg Sankey, is going to join us coming up a little bit. Todd, the, the Russell Wilson let's ride thing is a little... Lame? Uh, it just seems a little... Forced? Yeah, I don't know. It's something. It's a little something there. Russ doesn't seem natural with his... He doesn't. It's, but, it seemed like it was begging for a parody. But, yes, it was. But um, do you think if he throws a pick this year, somebody is going to go, let's ride. Defense I, is going to do that. I think there will be Could some be people something making like fun that. of that. Let's ride. I'm expecting that, possibly you, with signs. Do you have your Russell Wilson jersey yet? I don't, but I did get one for my son. So he's got a nice bright orange Russell Wilson jersey. I'm holding off on mine to see how the season plays out. By the way, the odds to win the NBA title. Celtics, then the Clippers. Clippers are tied with the Warriors. Then the Bucks, and then the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Nets, well, the Nets should be in this, according to DraftKings. So it's going to be the Celtics, the Clippers, Warriors, then the Nets, and then the Bucks, Suns. Uh, plus 650 there. Uh, I don't know if... Those odds are going to hold up here because if you don't have KD, those odds, depending on who you're getting, but those odds go down significantly. All right, uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Paulie says he has a hot poll. Okay, Justin Tucker, boss, uh, the Ravens kicker, best kicker in the game. He's been to the Pro Bowl a bunch of times. I mean, he's got all the records, right? If you were a coach or a GM. He just you... signed a four-year contract extension. Yes. That's why his name has come up. If you were a coach or a general manager, would you rather have on your roster Justin Tucker or the Pro Bowl running back of your choice? Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara. Justin Tucker. What a fast answer that was by everybody. Well, I want a guy who I know when the game is on the line can win a game for me. But isn't it fascinating that you guys didn't even hesitate on that one? How many Justin Tuckers are there? In the past decade, one. Yeah. He's got five first-team All-Pros. He's got all the records. He, he has never missed a field goal in the last minute of a game. I, you know, Nick Chubb is a wonderful running back. 
He can keep me in a game. Justin Tucker can win a game. So, absolutely. But isn't that fascinating that, that how, you know, Nick Chubb's going to get $50 million, maybe. But, like, Justin Tucker will get a nice contract, $3 million, $4 million a year. But he's so much more important. There's different levels of importance. It's, it's Chubb is wonderful in the game to keep you in the game. And maybe he could win the game so you don't need a Justin Tucker. I just know the number of games that come down to one score in the NFL. And it just feels like there's more and more of those. And to have that guy who I have the utmost confidence in of just get into field goal range, that's it. I mean, we reached out to Tony Dungy, asked him the same question. Tony said, I'd rather have Justin Tucker, big games against good teams, most often going to be decided by one score. Having a kicker you know is going to make that big kick when you need it is huge. It also impacts the other team, puts pressure on them. I know what it felt like to have a kicker who was automatic in those circumstances, so that's what I would want. I agree. I don't know why we don't value kickers more. Punters and certainly great field goal kickers. It's like, it feels like every year I hear the Cowboys go, and the Cowboys are auditioning, uh, you know, new kickers. God, you got to find one. Felt like Florida State. How many years did you go, oh, God, the game's going to come down to the kicker wide right? I can't put the Buffalo Bills loss on Scott Norwood. That's a 48-yarder, and, and that's one Super Bowl. Not the other three. That was a 48-yarder, so I don't put that on him. I mean, he missed it, but that's, you know, you put it on him. Plus, your offense got shut down that day. Yeah, Paul. So do you think with this poll question, it would be not unanimous, but the, the best running back would lose to the best kicker? Like if I kicked it Probably. up a notch. Like if I said Devon. I don't think it's a hot poll question. Man, I thought it was going to be more of a debate because you'd, you'd think you'd want the best running back in the NFL if he was an option over a kicker. But that's, I guess, Justin Tucker specifically. Kickers aren't even referred to as real football players. Right. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. They don't shower. Yeah. Um, how about Devontae Adams or Justin Tucker? That's more of an argument. Wow. For sure. Um, I'm going to guess that that might be a little bit more of a challenging answer. I, I would take Devontae Adams. But, but I, it, you know, it's not an automatic Devontae Adams. There's so many good receivers. There's one Justin Tucker. I mean, it, that's what it comes down to. How many great receivers are there? At least 10. There's one Justin Tucker. Yeah, Mark. Well, Paulie was saying, you know, Nick Chubb. If Nick Chubb gets hurt and Justin Tucker, and Justin Tucker gets hurt, Nick Chubb has Kareem Hunt as the backup. Yeah. Who do you get for, you know, to replace Justin Tucker? Yeah. So you can get a guy, Kareem Hunt can go for 1,500 yards just like Nick Chubb. Yeah. You can't, no, Justin Tucker is irreplaceable almost. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll get to phone calls coming up, but I want to uh, leave a little extra time for Greg Sankey, the SCC commissioner. Sal Palantonio in the final hour. He's a Hall of Fame voter, and, of course, he covers the NFL for the mothership. He'll join us as well. We'll take a break. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Went to a wedding in Ohio and got there, you know, Friday, casual. Got to have a couple of beverages with everybody. And then all of a sudden I get the, uh, when are we getting a care package? I go, what do you mean? Well, the Link Soul stuff. Don't you have Link Soul that you want to send to your brothers? And I go, I I will. All right, well, tell me what you want. And they said, well, what do you, you know, can we get a catalog? I go, no, you're not getting a catalog. Just tell me what you want. You want to order from the catalog? All right, I'll get you some Link Soul there. I got connections. But they know that I've been talking about Link Soul. They got uh, this great fabric specifically designed to be moisture wicking, quick drying, using laser technology, adding precision cut perforations, giving you maximum airflow. The Saturday workout short, the classic Chino, which is what I had on Friday night. Link Soul's Boardwalker AC collection keeps you cool wherever you go. 
See the entire summer collection at linksoul.com, L-I-N-K-S-O-U-L.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day. I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Stunning design, unmatched intelligence, and a compact, ready-for-anything build. Sometimes exceptional is the rule. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA, member of the unrivaled SUV family. Learn more at MBUSA.com. He's Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, who joins us on the program. Good to have you back, commissioner. I'm wondering when you go to a party, how often or how long does it take before somebody brings up football in the SEC and what other schools you're going to add? Uh, about 30 seconds <laughs> right now. You know, it varies. So last summer it flared, and then we play the season, and t- other topics take over in season. And then the last, what, six, seven weeks, it's been the first question in most encounters. Kind of hard to hide what you do for a living, isn't it? It is. In fact, I was at a little breakfast place two weeks ago in a place called Skinny Atlas, New York, where I grew up. And I finished a conversation with someone and the guy next to me walks up and says, hey, I love when you're on the Dan Patrick show. And I'm not making this up just to just to play up to the host. And I was trying to figure out the last time I'd been on. And uh, it was probably pandemic. Era, yes. Yeah. It seems like. But but it happens. And, and then the, the question was, hey, what do you think is going to happen with all this conference movement? How would you sum up the last year? Oh, wow. You know, I, I went to our staff last year at this time and I said, what if last year was the easy year, meaning 2021 when we were in the middle of the pandemic, just to think about 
the issues we face. Um, it has been relentless. Uh, no complaints in that because part of the job of leadership is to deal with those challenges head on. And, and Dan, I actually went away for the, the 4th of July weekend thinking naively I'd have five days just to read books and not think about football or baseball. You know, Old Miss had just won the College World Series. And then literally the first morning of what I thought would be my long weekend was uh, the USC UCLA news. And it just ramps up. Not that we were trying to do something. You know, we, we had made what I think is a great move last year with the additions of Oklahoma and Texas, but just dealing with all the incoming inquiries, both inside my league and from the outside of my league. What do you consider the biggest threat to the ability, uh, stability of uh, college athletics today? Sometimes it's hard to reduce that just to one one meaningful issue. I think one of the big threats is the ability to have a common national standard for competition. You know, national championships, the Final Four, the College World Series, the college football playoff have been based on some commonality of competition. Um, and as we're in this new era of decisions by states to, to legislate um, how we administer college athletics, uh, the legal challenges to the NCAA's authority. Um, I, I would su suggest that the stability issues are affected greatly by the ability to have a national platform. Then every time you have this, this conference movement at, at the high end, it certainly magnifies the concern about stability and consistency and, and really sustainability. Can you still have a home office for the NCAA? Can the NCAA continue to be the NCAA? Uh, I think so. One of the, the mantras that I shared with our coaches is things are never going to be the way they were. And we have to understand that reality, but it doesn't have to be the way that it is. And, and rather than complaints and criticisms and simple solutions to complex problems, we need some deep, engaged thinking, which is challenging given the amount that's happening around us. Uh, and the, the disparate issues of just trying to run leagues on a day-to-day -day basis. That said, I'm one who thinks there's a place for a national association. Uh, but, but my concern is the ability for the NCA, particularly in Division One, to adapt in, in a timely manner in a way that sustains that national platform for, for national competition. Would you like to run the NCAA? That's really not on my, my list of priorities today. I, I, um, I've enjoyed. Uh, Would you like to run college my, football? Uh, same, because there's not, I'm going to back up and say that's the old czar notion. So czars haven't really worked well in like Russian history or the drug czar. <laughs> and that's about, you know, uh, granting authority to just make decisions. So that's like a, an extreme hypothetical. Um, I think we need some deep thought with some really focused leaders away from committee structures. Uh, I tend to think you grab really bright people, put them in a room and give them four or five days to figure out solutions. You can have the kind of outputs that sustain things moving forward rather than we've got to have everybody represented, represented on a committee from every different level so that we satisfy every interest. And you know, I'm co-chairing a transformation committee, which is a lot of work. And, and the challenge is we're talking of transformation while we're still stuck in the historical mindset of, of college sports. Talking to Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner. I know you're a big runner. It feels like we're at mile five or six of a, of a five-year marathon. So give me, what is your five-year plan for the SEC? Well, back up. So I've finished 41 marathons in my lifetime. And the great lesson of marathoning is uh, the, the misnomer is 13.1 miles is halfway. You know, 20 miles into a marathon, you're halfway because those last six miles <laughs> are, are the hard part. Um, if I were to look out, first of all, I don't think you can just say, here's our five-year plan. So we don't engage in strategic planning per se. We engage here in the Southeastern Conference in strategic thinking, which is every time we gather together, you analyze what's happening, you analyze the issues, you have the right kind of counsel generally from the outside, certainly around legislative and legal issues, and then you think forward. Um, so as I think forward, uh, the NCA has to adapt as an association. We're, we're not in this well, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. And we're seeing some of that right now. 
Uh, I'll go back though, Dan, to what I observed that we, we have a lot of past thinking that still is attached to how we're making decisions moving forward in a modern era. Um, I think conferences are important. So if you're asking me three to five years out, I think conferences are still important. I think there's meaning for a context of competition. Um, college athletics is very different than professional sports. People can opine about whether or not that's true. Um, I think we need national standards around certain issues. I think certainly academic eligibility and how we conduct ourselves with, with education at the center. I think health and safety standards are important. And then I think when we get into to recruiting structures, how we play the season, those are important parts. We're continuing to think about how we support student athletes, and there are any number of opinions about that. But that model will continue to adapt, as we've seen over the last five years. The question is going to be, can we do that uh, in collaboration with people? including our congressional legislators, or are we going to do that through the, the court systems as we've done over the last decade or so? When's the last time you had a university reach out to you to join the SEC? Uh, nobody calls and says, can I join? It usually begins with a conversation. Hey, how you doing? Wanted to talk through some key issues. And then at the end, hey, if anything ever changes, let me know. And what I try to communicate at our media days is really confident in who we are. We're, we're committed and convinced we made two really wise additions, and I think that shows itself to be true right now in the University of Oklahoma. But when was the, the last time you had that conversation, Commissioner? Was last week. Last week you had a yeah. president? Hey, how you doing? No, you know, it's a different, different folks. Hey, how you doing? If you ever think about it, you know, keep us in mind, which is a compliment. That's, we're not out on the recruiting trail. We're not looking to go beyond 16. There's not some magic number. Um, and that's where I say, Dan, we're, we're confident and comfortable in the decisions we've made so far. But is there a move that could happen that would change your strategy? Well, we're really aware of what's happening around us, and it's tough to answer every hypothetical. We've we've shown to be adaptable in unique circumstances, so we're going to continue to to be adaptable as needed with the priority on who we are. And I'll go back to what I communicated again at our media days, which is. Uh, I don't think about numbers. Um, people don't really think through the economics of expansion. So you don't want to just diminish uh, your financial support to your current members to just add to achieve a number. So philosophical approach to high level, nationally competitive athletics, a cultural fit um, are, are really important. And that's what we've done in our most recent expansions with Texas A&M, Missouri, and now Oklahoma, and Texas. Have you heard from Notre Dame? Not, I don't talk about uh, membership conversations, but I talked to Jack because we chaired up, we, we, we shared a role in the college football playoff committee, and we're all trying to figure out how to move forward with the college football playoff. So uh, you, you should understand conversations I have go well beyond anything related to, to membership, and those are the appropriate kind of professional conversations we should always have. If you look at the model that could happen in five years, let's say you have 16-team playoff. Let's say maybe you have a four-team playoff in the SEC to get to, you know, number of teams that will qualify for the playoff system. Let's say you have a kind of an AFC and an NFC, and you have maybe 60 teams involved. Maybe, do you like where I'm going with any of this stuff there, Commissioner? I'm following the trail of who does what. Um, we, we talked, and I'll go back to the work in the college football playoff that focused on a 12-team approach. And, and I think that was really well-informed and provided some opportunities for conference champions for a lot of at-large berths and still a, a bowl system that could go forward for those teams trying to emerge competitively. When you expand that number, you diminish the likelihood that there's anything more than a playoff. Um, I didn't follow all the numbers. Um, one of the, the news points, uh, somebody probably have to help me back in the spring, uh, early summer, was the SEC is going to run its own playoff. And as we looked at our new approach to scheduling, we had conversations about what if. But the notion that we just have a playoff right now is not at the forefront of our thinking. What do you think of what I said about 60 teams? And 60? 60. So let's say I, I, I got, focused on 16. That's my bad audio. Yeah, 660 for the entire sport that, you know, you have 
30 over here, 30 over here. I mean, you almost treat it like it's the NFL from the standpoint of, uh, you know, you section teams over here, and then they eventually meet for a Super Bowl-like. Uh, could there be relegation in college football of, you know, having 60 teams and then somebody drops out and uh, somebody gets uh, promoted? Yeah, so that would be that, – that hypothetical would be based on a very different model and structure where people would have to take different approach to their alignments, their scheduling philosophies. And I know I, – I, I thought you had said 16 earlier. Yeah. Let's just pick 60, so I'll, I'll, I'll play the game. Okay. You know, the first question would be, when are we going to 64 or 68, <laughs> right? So that that's the reality where trying to, to jump in and speculate on numbers becomes um, – a, a bit of an inefficient way to evaluate opportunity. But let's say I took the SEC and, and the Big Ten, and then I brought in some other stragglers from the Big 12 or Pac-12, and then you just made it two different conferences there. Not everybody makes the playoffs. I'm just saying that that's you guys just play each other like the, the NFC and the AFC. And then you have a 16-team playoff. Yeah, great question, but I'm probably not jumping into that one probably smart doing that <laughs> that's right yeah. that's why that's why we have to come back and talk more often um so your your role with jimbo fisher and nick saban when that happened so when you hear it or you see it your first phone call is to who um and actually they come to me rather quickly so i first i i was in new york city were they um, summoned commissioner did you summon saban and uh and jimbo no 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 there's a there's a picture that circulated on social media as after that had happened i was like 11 o'clock in new york one of my staff said hey you need to know about this interview and by the time i didn't really sleep well that night because it's a bit of a kidney punch no i'm gonna have to deal with it and then it starts with phone calls the next morning you speak with both athletics directors uh i talked and listened to both coaches and said here's what we're gonna have to do and kind of escalated through the day. And and then, Dan, when we went to our spring meetings, which are held in, in Destin, Florida, uh, we, we peaked our media attendance and everybody's looking for something to happen. Somebody tweeted out a seating chart from our football coaches meeting, which I never thought I'd have to worry about that particular <laughs> piece of confidentiality. Jimbo was our chair and we had a great deep conversation about what's happening around us in, in college football. And that's where I began with, look, you have to understand things are not going to be the way they were. Whatever we've known for 20, 30 years past, yeah. that's not the way it's going to be. But it doesn't have to be the way that it is. And what I need is the really bright people around the sport to engage in problem solving with me. And that's where accusations and complaints don't solve problems. And everybody thinks all you do is deal with football. You're the SEC commissioner. <laughs> you have to deal with all the ancillary stuff as well. I've said to a couple of pro league commissioners and, and coaches and team presidents, like if I could have one sport to worry about, that'd be like, that'd be great. But we have 21 championships. We're proud of what we do. Um, and we've got women's soccer competition and preseason competition that starts on our campuses this week. And uh, we've got some contenders for the women's volleyball national championship. So we'll get after it, do the best we can to support high level college sports in a great way. All right, don't be a stranger. You know, it's. It, I felt like you started running your Forrest Gump. You just kept running away from the show there, and you know, we want to make sure that you don't run too far. Uh, it's always important to have something interesting to talk about. So you've got my number. Let me know when you want me back. And that guy in Skinny Alice, New York, tell me how great I was again in about three months. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, Commissioner. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Dan. Take care. That's Greg Sankey, SEC Commissioner. Commissioners don't like dealing with hypotheticals, <laughs> but because they can't, you know, it's like, what do you think? You know, they have to have an end game. You know, you're looking at six months, you're looking at two years, three years, four years, five years down the road. Uh, the importance of Notre Dame, if Notre Dame, Notre Dame goes to the Big Ten. Now, what do you do? Do you do anything? Uh, you know, can you get Clemson and Florida State and Miami? Will their states allow them to go out of the ACC? So there's there's legal stuff, hurdles there. But, you know, we're looking at this now. This has been probably the, the, 
most chaotic year in college football in history. When, when you go back to Oklahoma and Texas a year ago, and you're like, wait a minute, what? So the Big 12 just went to the SEC for all intents and purposes. And then the Big 10 wants USC and Notre Dame. And it felt like they settled for USC and UCLA. And that doesn't mean they won't try to go get Notre Dame. But, you know, the source that I have with college football says Notre Dame is in no hurry whatsoever. They just want to see where all of this is going and then where they're going, what, you know, what role they're going to play here. But I don't think there's any, hey, we got to get in. This is musical chairs. We got to get a chair. You still Notre Dame. Uh, but the Big Ten media rights probably going to be wrapped up later this week, if not uh, early next week. I think there was a real push with Notre Dame, at least judging from the reporting on this. But Notre Dame probably just going to be on the outside looking in. But I would say in the next three to five years, the discussion of can we do 50 teams, 60 teams, it'd be great if you had relegation. You know, here are the final rankings here. And, you know, somebody's going to move up. North Dakota State gets to jump in. Sign us up. I know. But having that and then somebody drops out, you have a playoff. Probably I would start with 12 because then you get to 16. You know, you still want to make the regular season important and valuable. But that would be a lot of fun if you had some relegation there. Like uh, the the final rankings come out and you go, oh, did we make it to You know. It's like when you have tryouts, seventh grade basketball, and you go to look to see if your name's you know, yes, or the guy who goes alphabetic. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can you imagine being relegated in college football? Ooh. I'm not going to even throw out team names, but we all know those teams that are on the cusp of being competitive. Well, but who would get in? The, the division. Uh, How would they decide on who gets? Look, so everybody in the SEC, everybody in the Big Ten gets in. Well, no, like like let's say college football D one for the lack of a better word is sixty teams. Yeah. And the other sixty teams are in D two or one double A. You mix those together. Now that's bigger. Now there's a hundred teams with, you know. What if you won Division one double A? Yes. And, and you, you get, got in. You're automatically in. So that game would be very good TV. Yes. So you're you're. Uh, you know, you're Illinois State University, and you're in the Division One AA title game. Or now, let's say, let's say a team like uh, Colorado State, or or Rutgers, or Marshall. We always mention Rutgers. No offense. <laughs> no offense. But they're all in this second division, but they're fighting to get back to the top thing, just like the Premier League. Yeah. Yes, Todd. If you're not in Division One, I, I think if you win the Division One AA title, or whatever, I think you should be forced to play the number sixty team. There's got to be something for that. If you were good enough to be part of Division One, then they get a well, chance to get. Well, how many games are we going to play? Like, I can't make them <laughs> professional, and you guys are playing seventeen games. Nobody cares about that. No, no, yeah. at least fans don't. Yeah. But that's the thing that makes promotion and relegation so great is that even if your team stinks and they're having a horrible year. You have to win, say, this last game to stay up, to not be relegated. It's the best. But imagine the bowl games. Imagine if you said all of a sudden the Outback Bowl is going to decide if Kansas State stays in the – or does – you know, gets relegated. The bad boy mowers, Gasparilla Bowls, Vanderbilt Bowling Green. Yes. I'm watching it. Yes, Mark. And what a great recruiting tool for those schools, North Dakota State, Illinois State. Look, A, there's a chance – if we win the national title, we go right up to the Big Ten or the SEC and we start playing big-time college football. Yes, Todd. And then it also works the other way. You agree to be part of a bottom-long, bottom-rung Division One team, <laughs> knowing that once you go to that school within six months or a year, whatever, you could be back into Division Two or something, be knocked out altogether. Yeah. Bottom-long. Yes, Mark. Poor Rutgers. Yeah. Well, Rutgers isn't going to be in the top 60. <laughs> Oh, you're calling it? Well, they don't deserve to be in the top 60, do they? Mean-spirited. Can we come up with 60 better teams, better programs? If you want a break, but I have the power rankings, and I can tell you who's at 60 and 61. Let me take a break. 
the yeah. uh, phone lines of our affiliate there in uh, New Brunswick, Piscataway, Piscataway. area. Piscataway. Right yeah. Piscataway. Yeah. WCTC. Yeah. Lighten up right now. All right. Let's take a break here. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get phone calls coming up right after this. Have you heard the news of a data breach at Twitter? According to reports, phone numbers and email addresses of over 5.4 million Twitter accounts placed for sale on the dark web. Twitter has verified that the bug the cyber thief or thieves used to access the data was fixed, but the data that was stolen is now for sale in the black market. Got to understand how cyber crime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for cyber criminals to to steal your identity. You got to protect your identity, and by doing that, you need LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. And if you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. By the way, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code PATRICK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. LifeLock.com. Promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER all righty Paulie the top 60 teams last year. If you were the 60th team, you would get relegated because we would have had North Dakota State, 
Did they win the national title again? I, I assume so. I think they beat Montana State last year, didn't they? Okay. Uh, so they would then go in, and they would be in the top 60. So do we have the uh, power rankings? So if there was relegation in college football and there were 60 teams, right. the last five that stayed in, this, these are the power rankings to end the 2021 season. Right. You're Nevada Wolfpack. Mm. The Cal Bears. Okay. Florida State Seminoles. The Fighting Illini of Illinois were the 59th-ranked team. Okay. And the team that would be relegated, finishing 60? Oh, no. I don't want to pile on. The Nebraska Cornhuskers oh. at 3-9. and nine. Oh, Dude, can you imagine Nebraska being relegated? Oh, oh my gosh. That nice. would be crazy. Stinking and Lincoln. You don't want that. Whoa. Wow. That's, wow. And I love Nebraska football. Print them up. Oh, that's terrible. Now, who would be <laughs> other teams that were close to uh, being in? Oregon State was a 61st-ranked team. Mm. The Syracuse Orange, 62nd. Oh. The BC Eagles at 6-6, six and six, 63. Wow. Mm. Virginia Tech Hokies, according to the power rankings last year, were 64. And the Texas Longhorns were 65. You Here, know, we were talking about Justin Tucker, and he went to Texas. When's the last – so Earl Thomas, I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Famer. When's the last time Texas had a Hall of Fame player? Because Justin Tucker is going to go into the Hall of Fame. Earl Thomas might. When's the last time you had a great Texas player? How about the last um, – has Texas had an offensive lineman go in the first round of the draft? Let's see. The past decade in the draft for Texas, uh, 2010 Earl Thomas first-round draft pick. Kenny Vaccaro, defensive back in 2013. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Brown, last pick of the first round in 2015. Since then, they have not had a first-round draft pick in seven years. When's Texas had – when's the last time they had a Hall of Famer? I don't know if there's somebody. I'm trying to think of a great player from Texas in the past generation. Not generation, 20 years. Okay. Oh, man. Derek Johnson, the linebacker for Kansas City. Uh, went to Kansas City. He had a very good career. Okay. okay. Very good career. I don't think he's in danger of going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, there's Corey Redding. There's, oh, man. It's sparse. <laughs> Mike Williams, offensive tackle. Quentin Jammer. Leonard Davis, nice careers. Sean Rogers, defensive tackle. Good career. Ricky Williams, the running back, 1999. He didn't get popped. Yeah, but not a Hall of Famer. Right. Uh, you, you want to put in some film music here? Because it's going to take a while. Is Justin Tucker a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yeah? He is, right? Yeah. But when's the last time Texas had a Hall of Fame player? Woo. We're up against a break. Yeah. It's hard to find. I, have, I can't find anyone. Hmm. <laughs> what do you have? Sorry, so we didn't get like dead air. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, looking for a Hall of Famer from Texas in the past twenty years. Dang, it's a little scarce. All right, I'm sure we're missing someone, but it's not clear. All right, uh, Johnny in Florida. Hi, Johnny. Help us with our dead air here. Hey, Dan. Danettes. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Five ten one ninety. Okay. And uh, just want to take on those players long overdue for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Otis Taylor, 1969 Kansas City Chiefs. Wonderful player. Yeah. I, you know, he's a secured Super Bowl four victory, you know, with that uh, hitch pass to the outside. Yeah, number 89, I believe, for uh, him. He was uh, he's one of those athletic tight ends, wide receiver, slash. Uh, Joe in North Carolina. Have we found a Texas Hall of Famer yet? Back to you. Wow. Joe in North Carolina. Hi, Joe. Hey, Dan. uh, 5'10", 200. This is an impulsive call here because I'm getting uh, my Twitter feed blown up by some of my friends about how terrible the New York Giants uh, practices are going. So, I have a pie-to-the-face bet on that. I have the Giants as the worst team in the NFL this year, and I don't even think it's going to be close. All right. Uh, do we have a bet? Yes. I have them as the worst team, the Giants. Okay, so we get the field for a pie-to-the-face. You get the field. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Does anybody want a piece of Joe in North Carolina? Seton does. Okay. Well, see, hold on. I have oh. Daniel Jones as my comeback player of oh, the year, right. so I have to oh. go against this one. Today for Tyrod, so I don't know about that. Okay. Um, let me see if anybody wants a piece of that. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, sure, I will. All right. Seton says he'll do it, Joe. Thanks for the phone call. Chris in Sacramento. Hi, Chris. Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my phone call. Sure. So I have actually two bets, and actually one I just thought of. Okay. But my first bet is a pie-to-the-face bet that the Philadelphia Eagles will win the NFC East. And then the other bet is a I'm bringing back the wheel of punishment, and this is for Pauly, the ultimate douche canoe. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. The choice is yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 